0: Well, good morning, and um, it's good to be here. It's really nice to be here in this um, venue for the first time. It is amazing. It feels like home, and I don't even come here. So it, it's, it's somewhere I could come every week. To be honest, if I lived in Rich Hill, or close. Um, boys and girls, I want to take a little, um, a little minute just to, to go through. When I was your age, I had an amazing opportunity. I didn't have lots of money. I didn't have... Sometimes lots of friends. But I had an amazing grandparent. And um, my grandparents went to Canada. Have you ever been in Canada? Has anybody been in Canada? Yeah? So they went to Canada for the whole summers at times. And I got this amazing treat as a little boy going for long times in my summer holidays. And one of the things that I remember being there was I got one summer, I got given Uh, a pass to a place called Canada's Wonderland and it was like Disney World for me and I got to go whenever I wanted on this pass so my cousin and myself used to head to um, Canada's Wonderland spend days there with our few pounds our dollars and we used to to um to go on all these rides but another memory that I have from that is this that I used to go down to a park and play a sport that uses this do you know what this is What's this? Anybody know what that is? It's a baseball glove. Has anybody ever played baseball? Anybody that's played, you have to put your bottom out and you look, stand really funny while you're hitting a ball. And then this is, what does this do? What's a glove do? Shout out. Catch the ball, okay. Let's see if this, this bat or this, this glove catches a ball. So I'm gonna put it here, right? And I've got actually with me a baseball. Okay, so I want you to shout, okay, one, two, three, catch the ball. Okay, so you ready to do it with me, everybody? You can all join in, it's not just the kids. One, two, three, catch the ball.
1: Why did it not catch the ball?
0: I threw it too hard, what else? Come on, boys, I think these are smart, come on. Come on, you want to say it, I know you do
1: why is it not catch a ball? Does any adults want to help me?
0: There's no hand inside the glove. And so the reason I say that is I know that, that this church, you guys have been talking about ordinary people. And I want to say that everybody in this world is an ordinary person. And your life has been designed to have a hand inside. And that hand inside is God by his holy spirit so this glove has been designed to catch balls but it actually doesn't do what it's designed to do unless there's a hand inside and us as ordinary people cannot do what god has called us to do without him being inside because he's the one who controls us shapes us molds us equips us and does amazing stuff through us So I just want to leave you that wee example today. As ordinary people, we will go back to this little example later on when we're talking about what we're going to be talking about. But when you go to kids' church, or whatever you call it here, or when you go to school next week, just remember, as an ordinary person, you have huge value, you have huge worth, and God lives inside you if you're a Christian, and he is the thing that makes you work. So let's pray for you as you go out, okay? Dear God, I thank you for these amazing kids here, and I pray that you would really speak to them and grow them and mold them and shape them into the things that you've called them to do. Pray for their leaders in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening, guys. Go and enjoy your, your own programs. So it's, it's really, really good to be here, and um, because for me, t- talking about Madlug, which is um, make a difference luggage, It's all around um, kids in care. And to be here on a Sunday that is Adoption Sunday, where we celebrate adoption, where we celebrate fostering, where we celebrate what the church's role is in this, but more importantly, when we celebrate how amazing these children are. I don't know how much you know um, about the the whole area of foster and adoption and kids in the care system. But there are, there is 90,000 children in care. 90,000 across the UK and Ireland. Now, as Drop-In is a global organization, you take that into the States, there's half a million. And then you go into Canada and Australia, and then you go into some of the eastern areas of Europe and orphanages, there's a lot of kids who are orphaned today. 90,000 across the UK and Ireland. One child is entering that care system every 15 minutes in the UK. So, in the time that we've been here in church, that's a lot of kids. That equates to about 35,000 per year. And the sad reality is that many of those children are having their lives moved in something like this, and even in black plastic bin bags. And so about four or five years ago, um, a little bit about me is that I'm a, I was a youth pastor for 22 years. I was working in a church and, um, and I was an adoptive parent. We have a 14-year-old who um, came to us at 18 months. And we had also, um, my wife and I, my wife had basically been um, doing respite foster care before we were married then whenever we got married, I went through the process and became a respite foster carer too. And the, both of us had a placement that we journeyed with. And even they came to visit us last night, stayed with us last night, this girl and her three kids, our two kids. And, um, and so for me, that's a little bit of the, the story. But we had moved in from the Belfast area back into Lurgan. I was a, taking a role in a church. We were blessed with this amazing house that we could never afford it. The church said, you know, I was in a Baptist context in Belfast. I was coming into a Church of Ireland context. They are really into their, their, their buildings and um, giving their ministry people buildings. And so I got offered this four-bedroom, new build with four double-sized bedrooms in it. And we didn't need one. My wife and I said, let's go and do a little bit of, um, let's, let's explore fostering again. Well, the thing was, because we had a little break, we went back to the very start. And I remember being a little bit bored week one, two, three, thinking, we've done this before. We've done it with Foster, We've done it with adoption. And, um, and in fact, my wife was working for Adoption UK at the time, helping other people be trained. But week four came and they were talking about these incredible children moving. And I had never thought it before. And I heard a story of a young girl, and she says, when we move, the trust. Don't give suitcases. Sometimes foster carers will loan us suitcases, but quite often our belongings are moved in black plastic bin bags. Now I don't know how you feel when you hear that, but for me it broke my heart. It left me in this response of, I'm gonna fix that. And as a church, as a leader in a church, that seemed to be quite easy. I'll go to my church, I'll go to my youth group, I'll collect second hand bags, because I've got loads in my roof space, and I'm sure everybody else has here, and I'll go and get. But I couldn't get past the fact that these kids have huge value. Why? Because God's created them. They have huge worth. Christ died for them. And they have the right, like you and I, not to be given a hand-me-down, but to actually be given true dignity and in their own bag and a new bag. So that led me on this whole journey of how do I fund new bags? And I love being here at a church that's talking about ordinary people. Because right at the start, I'm an ordinary guy. I'm an ordinary guy. I don't have any money. I flopped school, ungraded GCSE in business studies. I'll tell you a secret 22 years working in church and got ungraded in GCSE RE. I'm
1: just an ordinary guy. No business acronym,
0: just love Jesus, and was serving in a local church. And and I was faced with this reality of I've got to fix this. Why? Because these kids matter. These kids have huge value and huge worth. And because no child should have their life in a bin bag. So the fix was simply let's create this bag company. Could we generate funds to give new bags to kids? So we created this bag company. People need bags, people buy bags, schools, kids buy bags. So could we, out of the profits of that, fund the giving of bags and also tell a story? And that's simply what, what I did. The bag we give is this. We sat with young people and care because actually there's no point sitting outside and talking about it, but let's involve the kids. So I sat down with the kids and said, here's the, here's the, the problem. And they said, yeah, we see that problem and um, this is what we need. We don't want to have a branded bag. We don't want to have stigma. But we love this thing. Now, this is outside of the church. We love these three words, value, worth, dignity. And I went, wow. Because that's the kingdom language, prophetically speaking over every kid in the care system, that they are incredible. And so we set about creating this little pack-away bag that folds up small enough that we can equip social workers at the front line to be prepared with these in their boots. We've made it small and compact so the kids that don't have a lot of storage space can put in a sock drawer or likewise a foster care could have a number of these prepared for a kid arriving. But it comes down to this. I want to share, whenever the idea came, it wasn't just a day of idea that buy one, give one. I'd come across this brand called Tom's Shoes. Has anybody ever bought a pair, owned a pair? I've never had the feet for them, I have to be honest. They're American, they're quite narrow, and I've got a good Ulster wide foot. So, um, but I love the concept of this. And um, these shoes, the guy set this business up, a pair of shoes to give um, kids um, who needed shoes a pair of shoes. And he has a book that he put together called Start Something That Matters, Telling the Story. And there was a quote in it that says this, that someday... Is the disease that will take your dreams to the grave with you if it's important to you and you want to do it eventually just do it and and correct the course along the way and I read this and I went how many times have I been sitting where you're sitting feeling like an ordinary guy feeling with a passion to do something that really makes a difference and actually going, well, I can't do that because I don't have enough money. Or I haven't got my degree. Or I haven't got all the stuff that that needs. In fact, maybe someday I'll get that. So I'll go to uni maybe when I finish this job. And that's my next stage. And I plan it all out. And someday never actually happens. And I was faced with this reality as in many of those times have I missed out on those journeys. I'm 46. You don't start businesses at that age generally. It's a startup world. I have a responsibility to keep my family. And actually, you know, am I mad thinking about creating a business at this stage? But I said someday it was no longer going to rob me of what God was calling and laying for me to do as an ordinary guy. So simply, we... I started the company. There's a little picture of the pack away bag that we have. First three years, we had given 3,000 of these to kids in care. And I was just starting, like, here's a bag company. Let's get practically the bags. I didn't see the whole picture. I didn't know the whole picture. I didn't think of the whole picture. I just thought, how do I practically get bags? What has responded in these three years has been something that's quite amazing. Is that young people have in the care system have loved the fact that people care. You know, people says it was an insignificant thing to me at the start, tried to talk me out of it. Well, it's bags, there's bigger issues in the care system and need sorted, yes, there is. Bags very insignificant, but actually the bag has become extremely significant because it is a simple act of showing that we care. And so on this journey as an ordinary guy, Serving God, just doing what God has called, stepping into, practically giving bags. God has opened a movement of people and a movement that Madlug is becoming a brand that has been worn that is communicating that we care to these amazing kids. Kids in cities and towns are now seeing Madlug's being worn and that person doesn't have to say that they care, they just have shown that they care. And they're under 18 and generally we have no access to them. We, we, we can't get to their world's but the simple act of carrying a bag that says we care and this brand is all about. And so it's been pretty incredible to see God take a wee idea and grow it into this. Why? On Adoption Sunday, on every Sunday, because young people in the care system are today's orphans and they matter. And in James 1, it talks about this is what pure religion is to love orphans and widows in times of trouble. Let me tell you a story about the impact of care and the impact of a bag. This year I had a stand at Summer Madness, a youth festival in Glen Arm, Christian Youth Festival. There's about 1,500 young people at it and we could have counted probably over 300 young people were carrying mad lug bags, mad backpacks. And um, as they were carrying these um, mad lug backpacks, it was just—it was—it was kind of quite humbling, and, but also exciting. You know, I've got that stage where I'm sitting at train stations and I want to go over and people don't know who I am. And I want to go over and say, I love your bag <laughs> to see if they tell me the story. But actually, um, it's something that matters. It was just great to see. And I was speaking to a young um, youth worker, his first post, and he was, he was buying a bag for himself. And he said, oh, by the way, we have um, a young person in our group who is in foster care. And um, I said, wow, that's amazing. Well, I tell you what, we don't normally give the backpacks. Now, we do at times give backpacks, but we try and keep our story very simple. When you buy a bag, you get one of the little packaways. And so he says, "If if, if you send him down here, he can choose a bag of his own color. Of backpack because I knew there would be no stigma at, at summer madness wearing a Mad look backpack because there was enough young people and peers already wearing them. So I said he didn't even have to come and talk to me, didn't have to introduce himself. Just come, choose his colour, come back to you, and I'll give it to you for him. Because one of the things that I'm really keen about, really passionate about actually, is that this is not about Dave. This is about these kids. Dave doesn't need a photograph with these kids. Dave doesn't even need to know these kids. You know, we don't need to stigmatize. Them. We don't need to make them poster boys of anything. So that's why we weren't, I was not, you know, come and introduce yourself. But anyway, these two youth workers arrive with, to me with this guy and says, this is Jay. Jay is 17 and a half at this stage. And he went on to say it had been 10 years in the care system. And in one two-week period, he had moved 15 times, and many of those times with bin bags. He says he was in, his breakdowns was because of drugs. And everything, I'm going like drugs. And being a youth worker, you're think you know, you're, you're, you're thinking hoodie and, you know, kind of actually smart, sharp, well-presented. He was currently, he says, in an intensive foster placement because of the, the drugs and the breakdowns. But he was at Summer Madness. And I'll tell you a story. He found Jesus at Summer Madness. But anyway, he told he 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 says, This, this, this is incredible. This is amazing. This is amazing. I love what you're doing. I, I love what you're doing. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And as I started to hear him say that, I started to feel like, what's really amazing is if you go outside this tent? And as I started to share it, I welled up. I could hardly get it out. I had to say sorry. He saw a motion of care before he even got the words of care. And he says, um, I says, what's really amazing is you go outside this tent and you'll see over 300 young people your age. Every one of them has chosen to buy a Madlug bag over a Nike, an Adidas and any other brands that they buy. Why? Because every one of them believes that you're incredible. The power of the story. He came back two hours later. And he said. I just come back to say thank you. And he flung his arms around me. He had a little friend who was half his height. Girl. And she didn't say anything. In the 22 years of working with young people. I have never seen a girl smile as well as she smiled. It was obviously he had told her. Well, that's not the end of the story, believe it or not. Two days later, we get a message on Facebook on our, on our Madlug page. And it says this. I, was, I met Dave Linton at Summer Madness. I was so blown away. I love the work of Madlug. And I've decided that when I'm 18, all the money that I get for my 18th birthday I want to give it to the work of Madlock, so that other young people like me can experience what I have experienced. Just an ordinary bloke following a call of God to get into the heart of God's heart, which is orphans
1: and widows. That's what it's all about. God's heart. Ordinary people stepping
0: into. Why? when you allow God to come and be your hand, be the power source, the one to shape you, mold you, and equip you to do the miraculous through you, that's what happens. Just an ordinary glove. Just an ordinary person. Made to have the power of God inside you to do the supernatural. So I want to take us through a few things. I want to just finish with these things because I think this is finding the ordinary in this. And the, the, the first one is this. Your story is key. What you feel is insignificant in your world or maybe a failure in your world or you can't bring anything to this world is always the key to what God wants to use. So my story is this. And I didn't tell you this at the start. At the age of five, my dad died of a heart attack. I was brought up in a home with a mum who, at that stage, couldn't drive. Was a stay-at-home mum, had no job or profession. And everything around our house, there was no insurance left for it. So we couldn't, my mum couldn't even change windows. Wind coming through my whole life until I was 18 to be able to sign a piece of paper so she got get a mortgage on the house. And it was the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with, being that fatherless child took me until I was just before I was married before I really went and got some help to process all that. But one of the key things of my story is this. I know what it's like to have significant people like in the church, in the neighborhood who have actually got around Dave. Who took us on holidays with their kids when my mom couldn't afford, when she had to work to just pay the the basic bills. Those significant people were so instrumental and it's only now as I'm starting to reflect on Madlog and why I'm doing this is actually I was an orphan. And I know what it's like to have people outside of my birth family caring for me. And that's why I'm passionate that the church is that place for many. To get around kids that come in and I know you guys are branded this. Getting around and wrapping around and supporting and caring. See, my story is key to what God's called me to, even though I wrote it off thinking, I used to say, actually, because I don't have any background in this and I don't have the the dad that I could go and ask for advice from and all of that, that I'd never be that person that does business or I'd never be that person that really makes a big difference. I'll just plod on. But actually, God's taken my story. In fact, and married it with his story and his heart to do things beyond anything that i could ever imagine story is key never ever underestimate the power of your story even when you think it's unimportant because every story in this room god wants to use it because god is about the broken the
1: vulnerable and the ordinary second thing is you've got
0: to really know who you are you know, the best thing about it is knowing that you're a child of the king, that your father loves you, the father cares for you. I went through a stage when I started Mad Look off. Um, you know, Neil Neil tell you, it was, it was like, I don't have any money for this. I, had no jo- I stepped out of my job. It was a really rough time. And, um, and it's just not, how, you know, how am I going to get through this? And. Um, and the key that got me through this is that I was looking through, I, was, I normally look through the father heart of God as, as one of a human father. So my kids, my two girls, you know, there's a fence there and there's that wall is the edge of the cliff. You know, I, I approach it generally through as the loving dad is don't go past that fence. And, and then when you're over that fence, then you start to go, oh, this is unsafe, this is... This is out of my control. What I find in the kingdom is knowing who you are, that you're a child of the king and your father has you often over the fence. And you're hanging on with your fingernails. But here's the thing. God is either all that he says he is or he's a liar. There's absolutely no in between. And so it's knowing that you're a child of the king and your father's never going to let you fall. And all i are learning is he is in control. So know who you are, eyes open. Do you know this, that why is there so many non-Christian, non-church-based organizations making a real impact in the world? Simple as this. The church is so inward. We as Christians are so inward. We're not seeing or not stepping out with what God has shown us. Because if we are the people who are carrying the, the person of Christ, we have the eyes of Christ. We get first glimpse of the issues around the world. We get first glimpse of the needs of our orphans, our widows, our homeless, our broken. But God's heart is for them. And so when we don't step out into that, then he uses others because he's not going to let them miss out. And so I challenge you is that, 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 that doing what God's called us as ordinary people is learn to be ordinary but look out. Keep your eyes open. Step into the day going, God, show me your heart because I'm a carrier of you and I'm a vehicle for you to do it. And so open your eyes rather than look in. Because God will still love the homeless, He will still love the orphan, He will still reach out to the, to the poor. But we get first chance. Let's not miss out. I stepped into my wee story. What God's called me. And it's been an amazing journey. It's hard. It's challenges. Days we want to give up. I'm human. But actually. God has been doing supernatural stuff. And for you. He wants to take your ordinance. And do the same. In the lives of orphans. Widows. Homeless. Poor. Vulnerable across the world.
1: There's no barriers. Or
0: junctions and maybe this is I'm dyslexic so for me I always see solutions I always find, I see a problem and I go well that's all right. that's not a wall, that's not a stop let's find a solution around it but the reality is that every time something goes wrong or every time you feel you've hit a wall it's an opportunity to find the right direction and so God calls you as ordinary people he has equipped you to do what he is wanting you to do He's called you into his heart, which is the vulnerable, the broken. And today when we're really focusing on orphans and widows, and that's my heart, then there's no junction. There's no there's no walls. Sometimes those walls are just the junctions to find the next thing. If you're in business, they use a word called pivot in the kingdom. That's what this is. Go in there and go on, oh. God, you want me to go there a little bit? You want me to change this? So when I started with a simple thing of a bag, I would say we have hit a wall of like, well, we, there's 90,000 kids need bags and we've only given 3,000. We're not really having that big of an impact. But actually what the, the wall has become is like, all oh, right, so what's this really about? To create a brand that shows that we care. And in doing that, we will practically give bags to kids in care. See that we... That we so never let walls, never see walls when we're out doing, the, being the vehicles that God wants to use. And here's, and I've only, this one and another one. Failure is okay because failure doesn't exist. Failure doesn't exist. We, I love the term permission to fail. The only time failure exists is if you totally give up. Head in the sand stuff. But actually, if you see every time as you hit something, it doesn't work out, you take it as a learning, you see that because God isn't going to let you down. God is not a God of failure. God is a God of fulfillment. And so, you know, never see the, the place of failure. It's okay because it doesn't exist. And lastly is this. Money follows vision always. If you're waiting for money to be there first, you will never, ever get started. And I would say that's probably the story that, that your parents experienced in setting drop-in up. People probably thought they were mad, as my family thought I was at times. But actually, when you step out, God always provides enough for the next stage. The next person you need to bring on the next thing you need to do, the next country you need to step into, the next God brings it along because he's a God of faithfulness. He's either all that he says he is or he's a liar. He's not in between. And so today, I hope you've been challenged on a couple of things. I hope that you've, you've, you've been challenged to see the real needs of the vulnerable in our world today. The kids in care. The kids in our, that, are, that are up for adoption, the need for permanent homes, the need for long-term placements, the need for um, families to, to bring kids into their homes. And I want to say this because the video was great, but I don't want it to be a, a presentation of fostering. Men, it's not just for women. It takes, it takes all of us. It takes all of us. And, um, and it's not everybody's going to be a foster care it's not that everybody's going to be an adoptive parent we are in the stage in life because I have invested so much in this we downsize the house to do stuff that actually we don't have the space to be a foster care any longer so this is my way of following what God's called me um, but you can get around and wrap around people you can get around and put an arm you can be that significant person that I experienced when I was in church or when I was living my life in in the neighborhood. So I wanted you to, to feel challenged in that. I want to call you into that story. Not just as a church, but as individuals, because it's an individual decision. As simple as this, pray for those in our care system today, that they're not going to be let down, that they're going to be treated with value and worth, that we can raise up awareness of them. Pray for those 200 homes that are needed in our country for these kids. If you want to deal with a black bin bag, I would love to invite you into making Madlock your bag choice every time you need a new bag so that we can provide proper bags to kids. But not only that, that you can become a hero in this world that tells them that they matter and that they care. And I also want to challenge you to find your story, your bin bag story, the thing that seems insignificant, the thing that God is calling you into, the thing that God is breaking your heart for. That today is the day when you say that someday is not going to rob me of that because I'm stepping out knowing that I carry the living God, that I'm a vehicle
1: and I can function to the, every way that he has created me to function. And today I'm going to surrender and say, God, yes. Because I'm an ordinary person and God only wants ordinary people.
0: Let's pray. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for, for ordinary. We thank you for that you have taken us as ordinary people and you have given us your inheritance and you treat us as children. That you've adopted us into your family forgive us the times when we try to do stuff so much on our own and keep reminding us of that passage for the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it and so today we want to surrender all our dreams all our ambitions all our hopes and we want to say
1: have your way so holy spirit we invite you
0: God, we pray for the the broken in our society. We pray for the orphans and the widows today. We pray for the young people who are
1: needing homes today. And we thank you for every child in the care system. Thank you for the incredible value that they have and that they are and that they bring. So help us show them more value and love in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen.